I'm Paul Levinson, and welcome to Light on Light Through, episode 332, my review of the Orville 3.6. And first, let me say it's been over a week since I've done an episode of Light on Light Through. That's because I've been hard at work expanding my short story, It's Real Life, an alternate history story about the Beatles, into a novel. So I'm going to be doing these podcasts a little less frequently, probably not four or five a week, more like one or two a week for the next few weeks until I finish the novel. So let's get to the Orville 3.6. It was another superb, powerful, intellectually complex, and morally challenging episode and it's about time travel. This episode was so good, I think it will take its place along with City on the Edge of Forever and The Inner Light as an all-time great Star Trek, in the Orville's case, Star Trekian time travel episode. But I'll be honest with you, I did not like the ending. And of course, spoilers follow. So about the ending, I would have had Mercer Eyal take Malloy and his family back to the future, as Malloy suggested. It would have avoided all the potential damage to the future, no union, etc., that Grayson so astutely outlined. Although Mercer and Grayson were technically right that Malloy should have held on and not mixed in with our 20th century populace, let alone have a wife and two children, come on, have a heart. Malloy's new family and what he learned in his 10 years in our time on Earth, well, that would have made for even more intriguing characters aboard the Orville. I will say that in taking the route it did, this fine episode of The Orville followed in the time travel tradition of the original Star Trek. Kirk loses his 20th century love in City on the Edge of Forever for the same reasons as Malloy does in The Orville. And even worse, Kirk has a memory of that love. In the Orville, it's Mercer Grayson and the rest who must carry the burden of that memory with them, and that was handled very well in this episode. They inform Malloy about what happened, but that's not the same as having a real memory from your own life, which is what Kirk went through. I think rather than upholding the city on the edge of forever tradition, however, the Orville had a chance to do something new. But hey, I'm just a viewer, not a writer for this series. And 3.6 was nonetheless a kind of masterpiece with the bonus of seeing Isaac in the flesh.
And I hope you enjoyed this review of the Orville 3.6. I will be back here next week with a review of the next episode of the Orville. Before then, I owe you a review of the season finale of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And I'll be reviewing a few other things as well. By the way, if you're interested in seeing what my novel is all about, I'll have the link to the short story already published in the show notes to this episode. It's called It's Real Life. And if you are interested in more of my thinking about the Orville, I had a great conversation with Joe McKinnon about the Orville, about Star Trek Strange New Worlds a few weeks ago. And I'll have a link to that as well in the show notes to this episode. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sound, and continue doing whatever you can to help those brave people of Ukraine fight off Putin's invading fascist hordes. The Light on Light Through podcast... AD. She ripped the paper in half, then ripped the halves, then ripped what was left again into bits and pieces of history that could have been. Sierra Waters had read once that, years ago, it was thought that men made love for the thrill, while women made love for the sense of connection it gave them. Curled up with a good book says, Sierra Waters is sexy as hell. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson spilled code about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.